Section 20 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, by Anonymous. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 4, translated by Richard Burton. Section 20 two hundred and ninety ninth night to three hundred and first night when it was the two hundred and ninety ninth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that khalid praised allah and thanked him and improved the occasion by preaching a goodly sermon and a prayerful after which he said to the young man i give thee to wife the damsel such an one here present with her own permission and her father's consent and her wedding settlement shall be this money to wit ten thousand dirhams i accept this marriage at thy hands replied the youth and khalid bade them carry the money on brass trays in procession to the young man's house whilst the people dispersed fully satisfied and surely quoth he who tells the tale never saw i a rarer day than this for that it began with tears and annoy and it ended with smiles and joy and in contrast of this story is this piteous tale of jaafar the barmecid and the bean-seller when harun al-rashid crucified jaafar the barmecid he commended that all who wept or made moan for him should also be crucified so the folk abstained from that now it chanced that a wild arab who dwelt in a distant ward used every year to bring to the aforesaid jaafar an ode in his honour for which he rewarded him with a thousand dinars and the badawi took them and returning to his own country lived upon them he and his family for the rest of the year accordingly he came with his ode at the wanted time and finding that jaafar had been crucified betook himself to the place where his body was hanging and there made his camel kneel down and wept with sore weeping and mourned with grievous mourning and he recited this ode and fell asleep presently jaafar the barmecid appeared to him in a vision and said verily thou hast wearied thyself to come to us and findest us as thou seest but go to bassorah and ask for a man there whose name is such and such, one of the merchants of the town, and say to him, Jaafar the Barmecid saluteth thee, and biddeth thee give me a thousand dinars by the token of the bean. Now when the wild Arab awoke, he repaired to Bassorah, where he sought out the merchant, and found him, and repeated to him what Jaafar had said in the dream, whereupon he wept with weeping so sore, that he was like to depart the world then he welcomed the badawi and seated him by his side and made his stay pleasant and entertained him three days as an honoured guest and when he was minded to depart he gave him a thousand and five hundred dinars saying the thousand are what is commanded to thee and the five hundred are a gift from me to thee and every year thou shalt have of me a thousand gold pieces now when the arab was about to take leave he said to the merchant 
allah upon thee tell me the story of the bean that i may know the origin of all this he answered in the early part of my life i was poor and hawked hot beans about the streets of baghdad to keep me alive so i went out one raw and rainy day without clothes enough on my body to protect me from the weather now shivering for excess of cold and now stumbling into the pools of rainwater and altogether in so piteous a plight as would make one shudder with goose skin to look upon but it chanced that jaafar that day was seated with his officers and his concubines in an upper chamber overlooking the street when his eyes fell on me so he took pity on my case and sending one of his dependents to fetch me to him said as soon as he saw me sell thy beans to my people so i began to meet out the beans with a measure i had by me and each who took a measure of beans filled the measure with gold pieces till all my store was gone and my basket was clean empty then i gathered together the gold i had gotten and jaafar said to me hast thou any beans left i know not answered i and then sought in the basket but found only one bean so jaafar took from me the single bean and splitting it in twain kept one half himself and gave the other to one of his concubines saying for how much wilt thou buy this half bean she replied for the tale of all this gold twice told whereat i was confounded and said to myself this is impossible but as i stood wondering behold she gave an order to one of her handmaids and the girl brought me the sum of the collected monies twice told then said jaafar and i will buy the half i have by me for double the sum of the whole presently adding now take the price of thy bean and he gave an order to one of his servants who gathered together the whole of the money and laid it in my basket and i took it and went my ways then i betook myself to bassorah where i traded with the monies and allah prospered me amply to him be the praise and the thanks so if i give thee every year a thousand dinars of the bounty of jaafar it will in no wise injure me consider then the munificence of jaafar's nature and how he was praised both alive and dead the mercy of allah almighty be upon him and men also recount the tale of abu muhammad hight lazybones it is told that harun al-rashid was sitting one day on the throne of the caliphate when there came in to him a youth of his eunuchry bearing a crown of red gold set with pearls and rubies and all manner of other gems and jewels such as money might not buy and passing the ground between his hands said o commander of the faithful the lady Subaydad kisseth the earth before thee and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say whereupon quoth her sister dunyasad how pleasant is thy tale and profitable and how sweet is thy speech and how delectable and where is this replied shahrazad compared with what i shall tell you next night and i live and the king grant me leave thereupon quoth the king to himself by allah 
I will not slay her until I hear the end of her tale. When it was the three hundredth night, quoth Dunya said, Favor us, O my sister, with thy tale. And she replied, With joy and good will, if the king accord me leave. Whereupon the king said, Tell thy tale, O Shahrazad. So she pursued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the youth said to the caliph, The lady Zubaydah kisses the earth before thee, and saith to thee, Thou knowest she has bidden make this crown, which lacketh a great jewel for its dome top, and she hath made search among her treasures, but cannot find a jewel of size to suit her mind. Quoth the caliph to his chamberlains and vice-regents, Make search for a great jewel, such as Zubaydah desireth. So they sought, but found nothing befitting her, and told the caliph, who, vexed and annoyed thereat, exclaimed, How am I, caliph and king of the kings of the earth, and cannot find so small a matter as a jewel? Woe to you! Ask of the merchants. So they inquired of the traders, who replied, Our lord the caliph will not find a jewel such as he requireth, save with a man of Basura, by name Abu Muhammad, highs lazybones. Thereupon they acquainted the caliph with this, and he bade his Basir Ja'afar send a note to the Emir Muhammad al-Subaydi, governor of Basura, commanding him to equip Abu Muhammad lazybones, and bring him into the presence of the commander of the faithful. The minister accordingly wrote a note to that effect, and dispatched it by Masrur, who set out forthright for the city of Basura, and went into the emir Muhammad al-Subaydi, who rejoiced in him and treated him with the highmost honor. Then Masrur read him the mandate of the prince of true believers, Harun al-Rashid, to which he replied, I hear and I obey, and forthwith dispatched him with a company of his followers to Abu Muhammad's house. When they reached it, they knocked at the door, whereupon a page came out, and Masrur said to him, Tell thy lord, the commander of the faithful summoneth thee. The servant went in and told his master, who came out and found Masrur, the caliph's chamberlain, and a company of the governor's men at the door. So he kissed ground before Masrur and said, I hear and obey the summons of the commander of the faithful, but first enter ye my house. They replied, We cannot do that, save in haste, even as the prince of true believers commanded us, for he awaiteth thy coming. But he said, Have patience with me a little, till I set my affairs in order. So after much pressure and abundant persuasion, they entered the house with him, and found the vestibule hung with curtains of azure brocade, purfled with red gold, and Abu Muhammad Lazybones bade one of his servants carry Masrur to the private hammam. Now this bath was in the house, and Masrur found its walls and floors of rare and precious marbles, wrought with gold and silver, and its waters mingled with rose-water. Then the servant served Masrur and his company with a perfection of service, and on their going forth of the hammam clad them in robes of honour, brocade-work interwoven with gold. And after leaving the bath, Masrur and his men went in to Abu Muhammad Lazybones, 
and found him seated in his upper chamber and over his head hung curtains of gold brocade wrought with pearls and jewels and the pavilion was spread with cushions embroidered in red gold now the owner was sitting softly upon a quilted cloth covering a settee inlaid with stones of price when he saw masrur he went forward to meet him and bidding him welcome seated him by his side then he called for the food trays so they brought them and when masrur saw the tables he exclaimed by allah never did i behold the like of these appointments in the palace of the commander of the faithful for indeed the trays contained every manner of meat all served in dishes of gilded porcelain so we ate and drank and made merry till the end of the day quoth masrur when the host gave to each and every of us five thousand dinars and on the morrow he clad us in dresses of honour of green and gold and entreated us with the utmost worship then said masrur to him we can tarry no longer for fear of the caliph's displeasure answered abu mohammed lazybones o oh, my lord have patience with us till the morrow that we may equip ourselves and we will then depart with you so they tarried with him that day and slept the night and next morning abu mohammed's servants saddled him a she-mule with cell and trappings of gold set with all manner of pearls and stones of price whereupon quoth masrur to himself i wonder when abu mohammed shall present himself in such equipage if the caliph will ask him how he came by all this wealth thereupon they took leave of al subaidi and setting out from bassorah fared on without ceasing to fare till they reached baghdad city and presented themselves before the caliph who bade abu mohammed be seated he sat down and addressed the caliph in courtly phrase saying o commander of the faithful i have brought with me an humble offering by way of homage have i thy gracious permission to produce it al rashid replied there is no harm in that whereupon abu mohammed bade his men bring in a chest from which he took a number of rarities and amongst the rest trees of gold with leaves of white emerald and fruits of pigeon blood rubies and topazes and new pearls and bright and as the caliph was struck with admiration he fetched a second chest and brought out of it a tent of brocade crowned with pearls and jacinths and emeralds and jaspers and other precious stones its poles were of freshly cut hindi aloes wood and its skirts were set with the greenest smaragds thereon were depicted all manner of animals such as beasts and birds sprangled with precious stones rubies emeralds chrysolites and balasses and every kind of precious metal now when al-rashid saw these things he rejoiced with exceeding joy and abu mohammed lazybones said to him o commander of the faithful deem not that i have brought these to thee fearing aught or coveting anything but i knew myself to be but a man of the people and that such things befitted none save the commander of the faithful and now with thy leave i will show thee for thy diversion something of what i can do al-rashid replied do what thou wilt that we may see to hear is to obey said abu mohammed and moving his lips beckoned the palace battlements whereupon they inclined to him 
Then he made another sign to them, and they returned to their place. Presently he made a sign with his eye, and there appeared before him closets with closed doors, to which he spoke, and lo, the voices of birds answered him from within. The caliph marvelled with passing marvel at this, and said to him, How camest thou by all this, seeing that thou art known only as Abu Muhammad Lazybones? And they tell me that thy father was a cupper, serving in a public hammam, who left thee nothing. Whereupon he answered, Listen to my story. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the three hundred and first night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Abu Muhammad Lazybones thus spake to the caliph, O prince of true believers, listen to my story, for it is a marvellous, and its particulars are wondrous. Were it graven with graver needles upon the eye-corners, it were a warner to whoso would be warned. Quoth al-Rashid, Let us hear all thou hast to say, O Abu Muhammad. So he began. Know then, O commander of the faithful, Allah prolong to thee glory and dominion, the report of the folk, that I am known as the lazybones, and that my father left me nothing, is true. For he was, as thou hast said, nothing but a barber-cupper in a hammam, and I, throughout my youth, was the idlest wight on the face of the earth. Indeed, so great was my sluggishness, that if I lay at full length in the sultry season, and the sun came round upon me, I was too lazy to rise and remove from the sun to the shade. And thus I abode till I reached my fifteenth year, when my father deceased in the mercy of Allah Almighty, and left me nothing. However, my mother used to go out a-chairing and feed me and give me to drink, whilst I lay on my side. Now it came to pass that one day she came in to me with five silver dirhams, and said to me, O oh, my son, I hear that Shaykh Abu al-Musafar is about to go a voyage to China. Now this Shaykh was a good and charitable man who loved the poor. So come, my son, take these five silver bits, and let us both carry them to him, and beg him to buy thee therewith somewhat from the land of China. So haply thou mayst make a profit of it by the bounty of Allah, whose name be exalted. I was too idle to move for her, but she swore by the Almighty that, except I rose and went with her, she would bring me neither meat nor drink, nor come in to me, but would leave me to die of hunger and thirst. Now when I heard her words, O commander of the faithful, I knew she would do as she threatened, for her knowledge of my sluggishness. So I said to her, Help me to sit up. She did so, and I wept the while, and said to her, Bring me my shoes. Accordingly she brought them, and I said, Put them on my feet. She put them on my feet, and I said, Lift me up off the ground. So she lifted me up, and I said, Support me that I may walk. So she supported me, and I continued to fare afoot, at times stumbling over my skirts, till we came to the river-bank, where we saluted the sheikh, and I said to him, O my uncle, art thou Abu al-Musafar? 
at thy service answered he and i take these dirhams and with them buy me somewhat from the land of china haply allah may vouchsafe me a profit of it quoth the shaykh to his companions do ye know this youth they answered yes he is known as abu muhammad lazybones and we never saw him stir from his house till this moment then said he to me o my son give me the silver with the blessing of almighty allah so he took the money saying bismillah in the name of allah and i returned home with my mother presently shaykh abu al-musafar set sail with a company of merchants and stayed not till they reached the land of china where he and his bought and sold and having won what they wished set out on their homeward voyage when they had been three days at sea the shaykh said to his company stay the vessel they asked what dost thou want and he answered know that i have forgotten the commission wherewith abu muhammad lazybones charged me so let us turn back that we may lay out his money on somewhat whereby he may profit they cried we conjured thee by allah almighty turn not back with us for we have traversed a long distance and a sore and while so doing we have endured sad hardship and many terrors quoth he there is no help for it but we return and they said take from us double the profit of the five dirhams and turn us not back he agreed to this and they collected for him an ample sum of money thereupon they sailed on till they came to an island wherein was much people when they moored thereto and the merchants went ashore to buy thence a stock of precious metals and pearls and jewels and so forth presently abu al-musafar saw a man seated with many apes before him and amongst them one whose hair had been plucked off and as often as their owner's attention was diverted from them the other apes fell upon the plucked one and beat him and threw him on their master whereupon the man rose and bashed them and bound them and punished them for this and all the apes were wroth with the plucked ape on this account and funded him the more when shaykh abu al-musafar saw this he felt for and took compassion upon the plucked ape and said to his master wilt thou sell me yonder monkey replied the man by and abu al-musafar rejoined i have with me five dirhams belonging to an orphan lad wilt thou sell it me for that sum answered the monkey merchant it is a bargain and allah give thee a blessing of him so he made over the beast and received his money and the shaykh's slaves took the ape and tied him up in the ship then they loosed sail and made for another island where they cast anchor and there came down divers who plunged for precious stones pearls and other gems so the merchants hired them to dive for money and they dived now when the ape saw them doing this he loosed himself from his bonds and jumping off the ship's side plunged with them whereupon quoth abu al-musaffar there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great the monkey is lost to us with the luck of the poor fellow for whom we bought him and they despaired of him but after a while the company of divers rose to the surface and behold among them was the ape with his hands full of jewels of price 
which he threw down before Abu al-Musaffar. The sheikh marveled at this, and said, There is much mystery in this monkey. Then they cast off and sailed till they came to a third island, called the Isle of the Tsunoi, who are a people of the blacks, which eat the flesh of the sons of Adam. When the blacks saw them, they boarded them in dugouts, and taking all in the vessel, pinioned them and carried them to their king, who bade slaughter certain of the merchants. So they slaughtered them by cutting their throats and ate their flesh, and the rest of the traders passed the night in bonds and were in sore concern. But when it was midnight, the ape arose, and going up to Abu al-Musaffar, loosed his bonds, and as the others saw him free, they said, Allah grant our deliverance may be at thy hands, O Abu al-Musaffar. But he replied, Know that he who delivered me, by leave of Allah Almighty, was none other than this monkey. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of section 20 Read by Lars Rolander